Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network Racing. That's one of our topics coming up. We're going to talk some baseball, but it's a lot of racing to talk about. Mark James will join us later this hour, talk about the 500. Right now, though, busy, busy night of sports. The man who's going to catch you up through it the entire night, every 15 minutes, the star of our show, Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Coach Level. Pleasure to be with you and Kylan Talley tonight here in downtown Indianapolis. Just wrapped up a conversation with Matt Taylor. You can catch that on the podcast later. Let's keep the Colts conversation going in this update. Ricky Minicamp, day number two in the books. Tomorrow will be day three and the final day. The Indianapolis Colts took Anthony Richardson with that fourth overall pick in the draft last week and aspirations that he will become their franchise quarterback and head coach of the Indianapolis Colts and Shane Steichen again agrees that he's already kind of embraced that mentality yeah no I think that's a true statement Uh, I think again he's coming in every day attacking this thing right obviously it's new for him but he's attacking every single day uh, like a pro and we just got to continue that and be consistent with it every single day object number one or objective number one for Anthony Richardson is getting down the playbook so where's he at right now uh got it the day after the drive, you know, they gave it to me. Uh, just gave me, like, base install so I can get familiar with things, kind of get ahead. Um, I feel like I'm working through it pretty well, you know, getting familiar with it, custom with it, and just trying to, you know, just get better with it every day. Now, when you go from the collegiate level to the professional level, how much bigger is the playbook? It's a decent size. You know, uh, it's bigger. You know, uh, a lot of plays. You know, got a lot of weapons out there. So you got to, you know, scheme on certain things to get them open, get them the ball. But, you know, uh, it's pretty pretty lengthy, you know, play calls and, and playbook. Of course, that's the voice of Anthony Richardson on those last two audio cuts from Colts.com. One more to get to here. That's back to the head coach and Shane Steichen. He explains what they're working on right now and rookie minicamp, not just with Anthony Richardson, but with all the rookies in general yeah i think any no matter what quarterback it is whatever position it is right we're just getting these guys to learn the system the plays we're not installing everything right now we're working on alignment assignment key technique right now and just and really just building the chemistry that's kind of our goal right now is to learn the playbook learn what's in and build the chemistry like i said earlier mini camp for the indianapolis colts will wrap up tomorrow afternoon major league baseball all games with rooting interest have gone final detroit tigers st louis cardinals win final this afternoon they had to go into extra innings they went 10 and detroit pulls out the win again over the st louis cardinals they won last night five to four and come from behind fashion today come from behind fashion and win six five in 10 innings cardinals are now 10 and 24 and 5 and 13 at home Detroit is 15 and 17 on the season and 7 and 10 away from Detroit. The Miami Marlins Chicago Cubs game two this afternoon from Wrigley Field. Cubs game over 500 again after defeating the Marlins 4 to 2 today. Starting for the Cubbies was Drew Smiley. Only went three and a third. Efficiency was not in his favor. 83 pitches and didn't get through four innings. Bullpen, though, was lights out. They went the rest of the way, gave up three hits, did not walk a single Marlins hitter. Keegan Thompson got the win, and Albert Alzale was credited with his first save of the season. Nico Horner 
had two hits today. But it was Nick Madrigal. He had a two RBI single that gave the Cubs a four to two or three to two advantage. Series wraps up tomorrow where the Cubs are going for the sweep. Minnesota Twins, Cleveland Guardians. Guardians win it today, four to three, after being shut out yesterday to nothing. Their three-game series will wrap up from Cleveland tomorrow afternoon. And the Cincinnati Reds, they revenge their loss against the Chicago White Sox from yesterday. Five-three final score advantage. Reds, they're fourteen to nineteen now. Alexis Diaz picked up his sixth save on the season. Derek Law picked up his second win for Cincinnati. Jonathan India. Three for three at the plate today, and he scored all three times that he reached base via the hit. TJ Friedel went deep, and the Reds win. We're now 14 and 19. Chicago is 11 and 23. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven, the number two, savelives.org is their website. Sign up today, help lives. In the future, anyone can sign up. There are no age limits. Health restrictions uh, either. So to sign up to be an organ donor uh, is an important thing. We encourage you to do it. Remember, every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. And there are currently 1,000 Hoosiers uh, waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Once again, Driven, the number two, savelives.org, is their very important website. Eddie Garrison, uh, tell me what's happening in the NBA. So right now, Warriors and Lakers are at halftime, and after outscoring the Warriors by 18 in the second Ooh. quarter, the Lakers lead by 11, 59-48. Ooh. It's been an interesting series, quite frankly. Uh-huh. I'm trying to, um, I knew the very Warriors interesting. were they were up four. Yeah, but it's you know what? It's the situation. Four. Right. So they the Lakers closed Part the first is, half Eddie, the- on a thirty to eight run. Yikes. Um we've mentioned, I think everyone understands. Uh the Warriors defensively just um not at the level they were a year ago. And um, that that will be quite possibly their Achilles heel. You got to guard people in the playoffs. You gotta. I mean, you know, last ball game they played. Coach Kerr made some adjustments. Went small. Did some things. Yeah. You see, you, know, you adjust. Lakers adjust. Now you're starting to play again. It it boils down to being able to execute specifically defensively. Uh, being able to uh, make adjustments and be able to uh, make some yourself and be able to handle the ones that you have to make. So there's a lot of basketball to be played. No no question about it. So uh, we'll continue to follow that. So who plays tomorrow? Uh, when you look at tomorrow, I think that is Phoenix and Denver. Uh, yes, Phoenix, Denver play at 8, and then Boston and Philly play at 3.30. Hmm. Okay. I might catch that three thirty game. I'm I'm under strict orders to uh uh my wife, you know, says, Look, weather's gonna be good Wednesday, day before surgery, and she said, You need to have that pool ready, open, we need to get in the pool and relax on Wednesday. So that's my plan, brother. I got a little work to do. You know, you know how it goes. I so, get it. It's good to have goals, Eddie. Good to have goals. Now, 
Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We have Mark James coming up later. It will be the GMR next Saturday. How about that? I know, right? And as soon as that starts happening, then it really sets in that it is the month of May because everything from then on, from there on out, it just flies by when you're at the track almost every day. Like, hopefully, I will be uh, being able right. to watch the right. cars just practice out there, get to figure out who's got the strong cars when it comes to race day, and then hopefully being able to attend the race again this year and uh, watch watch the driver who uh, who finishes uh, with the checkered flag in the hardest race of them all. Are you a race fan? You, you like racing? Not at all. No, not at all. <laughs> it's all right not to be honest, Eddie. You, you know, this, the, the, now's a good time not to tell the truth. I mean, it's okay. Oh, I was being sarcastic. Uh, you don't like racing. Pick it up there. <laughs> oh, okay. So you do like racing. I love racing. Sorry, yeah. my age is showing right now. I, I, I didn't catch that like I should have. <laughs> uh, so what? Five straight years you're going to be at the track. I like it. So do you? Do you? Uh, where, where's the seat? Where's where are your seats? So we're in box. You e. told me this once. I forgot. Yeah. So we're in box E, which uh-huh. is uh, it's kind of at the start of turn one, and then we're at the very top row. So we get to see the drivers coming off turn four on that first lap. Uh, see them come down the main straightaway, and then of course into turn one, out of turn one. Uh, into turn two, out of turn two a little bit, and then we can catch a little bit on the backside of them entering turn three. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty nice seat. Sounds to me like it's a nice seat. So oh, it's shaded too. You know, it's, it's a it's situation. Well, you know what? Um, I haven't been to the race in a long time. Um, when we started Indiana Sports Talk in 1994, uh, Network Indiana was owned by the Holman Company. And so uh, you had access to the track, and it was fun. It was great. Um, a lot of things were different, obviously, back then. And so I uh, spent a lot of time out there. And um, as a kid, we would always try to get to the track on that Sunday, the last day of qualification. So that's my story. Eddie? Scoreboard update coming up, brother. Do us proud. Eddie Garrison coming up next on Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update, I'm Eddie Garrison. NBA playoffs resuming today or ongoing today, I should say. Miami Heat, New York Knicks. This was game three from Miami, and it was all Heat. 105-86. They take a two games to one lead over the New York Knicks. Jimmy Butler made his return, played 36 minutes, scored 28 points. Max Struess contributed with 19, Bam Adebayo at 17, and Kyle Lowry off the bench had 14. Those were the double-figure scores for the Miami Heat. On the other side for the New York Knicks, they struggled shooting the ball today. 34% from the field, 20% from downtown. Julius Randle had 10 points on 415 shooting. It was Jalen Brunson pacing them and scoring, though, with 20 Game four between the two teams will be on Monday. Going on right now, just under 10 minutes left in this one in the third quarter. Western Conference semifinals. Game three between the Lakers and the Warriors. The Lakers are up by 14 now. D'Angelo Russell has been lights out for the Lakers thus far. He's got 21 points. LeBron James, after not taking a shot in the first quarter, he is up to 13 points. And Anthony Davis has 16. The key area... The free throw line. The Lakers are 15 of 21 from the charity stripe, 
And the Golden State Warriors are just four of six. So that's plus 11 right now for the Lakers in that regard. They have also made one more three than Golden State. Steph Curry, five of 12 from the field with 13 points, tying Clay Thompson for a team lead. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Thankfully, it's May. That also means, thankfully, the man himself is with me. The voice of the Indianapolis 500. A tremendous, tremendous asset that the state of Indiana has. My close friend, Mark Jeans. Hello, Mark. Hi, very kind, Coach. I appreciate the introduction. And, uh, You're welcome. Uh, it's, it's kind of like when tournament time rolls around for you in uh, <laughs> yeah. February and early March. For me, it's the most wonderful right. time of the year, you know. Yeah, you know what you get? You cheat a little bit because you're there on the NTT IndyCar Series and you get to see them on a regular basis. But this is May. This is the 500, and, and this is different. But it leads up, and what's transpired to this point uh, in the circuit has been lots of uh, drama, different winners, uh, interesting uh, dynamics with teams, some teams on the rise, some teams trying to figure it out. Uh, all of those storylines in play as you get ready for the month of May. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, um, you know, like, for instance, I go back to Barber Motorsports Park uh, a week ago, and we get to our knockout qualifying format, and we get to the Firestone Fast Six, and we have five different teams represented among the six cars that made the Fast (laughs) Six. And and we've had different winners in every race so far this season. And so, much like last year, you know, parity is the order of the day, which lends itself to – kind of taking a page out of Will Powers' book from a year ago and being able to win a championship by just one race. And, of course, right. you know, we'll, we'll focus on the championship coming up, Coach, for the uh, for the Grand Prix. But uh, once the dust settles on that, it's all going to be about winning the greatest spectacle in racing. And then don't worry about the championship when we get to Detroit the first weekend of June. The other cool thing about this race is that whole thing of of age and established stars and young guys on the rise, and that that dynamic is really I have I would think from your perspective really kind of fun to see some of the standards you know like Scott Dixon and others, uh, but this young group Pato Award and others to 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 say a name, uh, it has got to be fun to see the uh, the the. the um, I think the unbelievable competition that you see on both sides. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's always exciting, and um, uh, it, it's, uh, it's it's a unique experience when you have something happen like what happened, you know, with the 100s when uh, Alexander Rossi uh, was, was a rookie unknown to a lot of race fans mm-hmm. and, and was able to get that improbable win. And then – you know, uh, just as majestic from my point of view was the opportunity to call Elio Castro and Evans' unbelievable fourth win just a couple of years ago. And then, you know, we, we, we've got a handful of guys in the field that, you know, got a chance to add more than one win and get into, you know, multiple wins. You know, Sato could win his third. Tony Kanana in his farewell could win his second. Dixon, Power, Paz, you know, a lot of guys could win their second. But there's also, right. as you mentioned, right. pretty notable guys that can get their first wins, too, and that's what makes the place so special. 
The other thing that makes it special is it's a cool week. I mean, it's if you're an open wheel race fan, you're in the right spot. I mean, there's you got the Grand Prix, you got qualifications, you got all of that coming up. But it's a really, really special week uh, coming up uh, at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Well, and, and I don't think there's any question that it's it's not the Indianapolis 500 coming up first. And uh, but but as you well know, uh, we've talked about this before. Uh, you know, if if, if you're going to win a sectional championship, uh, you you can't win it uh, in, until you get the order of the business out of the way, right. winning the first couple of the games right. of the sectional. So, as much as you want to focus on the Indianapolis 500, it's important for all of those teams to focus on the Grand Prix next weekend. Then worry about the 500 when they're done with that. That's a great point. I mean, it's an absolutely great point. You just have to race the race that's in front of you, <laughs> focus on the race that's in front of you, that's right. That's uh, right. and, and then and worry about the 500 once the uh, Grand Prix is is under control. But it also, I think, it's what makes it great for fans too is that you've got a road course, as we all know, built in the Indianapolis 500, and they quickly change it back to the oval. Uh, it's a unique process. It's a unique experience. I think for race fans, these those hardcore race fans who, who really just enjoy all kinds of racing, you can get it at the Speedway. Yeah, that's for sure. And I mean, you know, it's a it's a fitting start to the month. I mean, a lot of folks uh, would love to go back to the old days, to the quote unquote month of May. But you know, there's a lot of factors uh, as to why we don't do two full weeks of practice, <laughs> right. two weekends right. of qualifying. And so, I I really think that this is a great way to to start off the month. And I mean, you can you can get a GA ticket for for race day for I don't know fifty bucks. You could take uh, the kids in there younger than uh, fifteen right. or free. Of charge and there's new viewing mounts that they build all over the place there's tremendous sidelines and uh, it's a chance to come and see all of the improvements that have been made in the town of speedway and at the indianapolis motor speedway under the stewardship of uh of penske entertainment and roger penske and uh, it's uh, I, I think it's well it's not the 500 and nobody professes that it is I think in my experience over the years that um, I've covered all forms of racing there on two wheels and on four wheels in uh, various series. Um, I, I know anytime anybody gets to victory lane with the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, it's very special. Obviously, the big prize is the Indy 500, but it doesn't matter. The driver doesn't matter the series. Anytime you have a chance to win an Indy, it's something that a driver holds very near and dear to their heart. And that's, that's another one of the many things that makes the Grand Prix weekend so cool. All right. What's the schedule for the uh, for the radio broadcast and your online uh, opportunities for people on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway radio network? Uh, well, we uh, we start rolling bright and early next Friday around 9 o'clock Eastern, and you can stay with us all throughout the course of the day on the usual outlets, um, you know, IndyCarRadio.com, IndyCarRadio.com. You can download the app, and then, of course, we have uh, not only practice and qualifying for the NTT IndyCar Series, but the uh, Indy Next presented by Firestone. Folks may remember that better for now as uh, the Indy Lights, those that mm-hmm. maybe don't follow the series on a regular basis, but 
those uh, those are the stars of the future of the NTT IndyCar Series. And, of course, we'll have practice and qualifying on Friday and then get set to go racing on Saturday before the track goes silent for a couple of days. And we're pleased again this year that once we get the preparations for the Indianapolis 500, that uh, the crew, whole crew will be together. We'll be covering practice all day, every day, in addition to mm-hmm. two full days of qualifying coverage, Carb Day, and then, of course, the greatest spectacle in racing. So going to be a busy month. And uh, while I have the opportunity, I've got to thank uh, Monroe Greg Superintendent, Dr. Kirk Freeman, our <laughs> assistant superintendent, mm-hmm. John Crum, our principal, Mike Springer. You, you know his you know his dad, Bob, very, very right. well. And, yeah. uh, and, and and all the folks at Monrovia that allow me to have the scheduling flexibility to continue to chase this crazy dream of mine. You're a superstar. I mean, come on. You, you, you're, you're the voice of the largest, world's largest single-day sporting event. I think they can cut you some slack. I, I, I understand that. You know what I'm saying. I'm proud of you. You know I love everything about what you do. You know that. We've known each other for a long time, and, and I know how passionate you are and how much you care about all that. And, frankly, it's easy to hear if people just strap on a, a device and listen to you do it. We're going to talk. Uh, next weekend. We're going to have a lot to talk about, but I greatly appreciate you taking time to join me. Mark James, the voice of the Indianapolis 500. Busy week out at the track. If you get a chance, go out. Take your radio or take your phone and uh, your apps and listen to Mark and his guys as much as you can. Mark, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Coach, you've had a front row seat for this crazy ride, and I'm, I'm happy you've been along for a big part of it. That's for sure. Thank you. I appreciate it too, Mark. Thanks a lot. Yep. Thanks a lot, Mark. Mark James, the voice of the Indianapolis 500. It's coming up. It's exciting. We're going to talk a little bit more about it later on tonight, so get ready. Uh, we'll start uh, – As we do in the month of May, spend a lot of time talking about racing. We're also going to continue to uh, talk um, about the Colts, uh, about the recent draft. We have a lot, a lot to cover. A reminder, um, Greg Rakestraw, Jimmy Cook sitting in for me next weekend. Uh, I'll be back for that final weekend of the month of May as we get ready to go into our normal two-month summer hiatus anticipating a return on August 4th for season number 30. Let that sink in for just a second as John Mellencamp takes us out of here. Coming up with Eddie Garrison for another scoreboard update. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update, I'm Eddie Garrison. Minor League Baseball today, Indianapolis Indians. They went on the road to Toledo this afternoon. And they picked up a 9-1 win. Got a pair of runs in each of the second and third. They put four up in the seventh. One run mixed in in the sixth inning. Overall, good day at the bull yard for the drive. They are now 14 and 17. The Buttheads are 18 and 13. The South Bend Cubs, they had lost the previous two days to the Cedar Rapids Colonels. Today, they burned the Colonels 6-1. to one. Cubs are now 15 and 11, and the Colonels are 12 and 13. Doubleheader today for the Fort Wayne Tin Caps against the Lake County Captains. Game one went in favor of the Tin Caps. Five to one win. They scored three off the jump in the top of the first inning. Got two more in the third, and they were able to cruise their way to a 5-1 win in seven innings today. And they are in the bottom of the sixth right now in game number two. And they're trailing by a run. 43 is a score. Lake County has the advantage 
And they're about to head to the top half of the seventh inning. Just an update on what's going on right now in the Golden State Warriors LA Lakers game. Lakers still leading. They're up by a dozen, 71 to 59, just under six minutes remaining in this game. Andrew Wiggins and Steph Curry lead the Warriors in scoring with 16 apiece. D'Angelo Russell still pacing the Lakers in scoring with 21. Anthony Davis, a double-double, 19 points and 10 rebounds. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Greg Rakestraw joins me. Greg Rakestraw will be sitting in for me next Friday night. And... um, Greg Rakestraw, quite frankly, the most single most talented broadcaster in our state. There is not anything he cannot do and do extremely well. That said, hello, Greg. Hello, Coach. Thanks for calling. So, uh, Indy 11 on the road tonight. Give me an update. A 2-1 victory, our second win of the year, and a game where that was a much-needed win. And that was a game that was trending towards a loss or a draw for a good chunk of it. Uh, got behind in the first 10 minutes of the match. Uh, frankly, Latin United probably had a second goal that should have counted uh, that uh, ended up being ruled as not a goal. We do not have the uh, – it's called VAR uh, in soccer, the video assistant referee. We do not have that technology in our league. If we did, we're probably down 2 nil. But Sebastian Guenzotti in the 71st and his replacement Juan Tejada in the 89th. And Indy gets their first win since March 25th. Yikes. That's a long time. And, and that feels great now. It does. It does. We had, had had a rough month of April with just a couple of draws in, in, in five league matches. And, of course, the Open Cup was kind of mixed in there, too. So it made April a busy month. So to be able to go on the road and get this one, Loudon was a team that was ahead of us in terms of the playoff picture in the Eastern Conference. It's a long Western trip to play a good Sacramento team next weekend. So getting at least a point, if not the entire three, was needed tonight. And so the fact that can make that flight back home tomorrow with three points in hand. Uh, let's see if mm-hmm. that might be a season-turning moment for Mark Lowry's team. Did I see on social media that you were doing some college baseball today? I'm not today. Today I had the day off. So, so you were what? so kind with your words, as you always are about me, about doing a variety of things. So I thought I would share with you, here is my week. So I had high school baseball Monday. I had college baseball Tuesday. At high school softball Wednesday, I had college track and field Thursday and Friday. So with that, I get Saturday and Sunday off. You need to get a job, for heaven's sakes. I mean, gee, <laughs> come on. What you a know slacker. that I get like four or five full weekends <laughs> off a year, and this happens to be right. one why of Why are them. you calling and, me and then? If you, if, if you have the weekend off, why are you calling me? Because when you ask me to call the show, I call the show. Uh, it's kind of the well, way. Well, I works. apologize yeah. for asking you. You should tell me you got Stop the weekend it. off, and I'll and I'll I'll be fine. Stop it! I'm happy to be on the program with you. So, well, what I, you may I, have been referring to, because it has been a blaze on social media over the last yeah. three or four days, was the college baseball game I had on Tuesday, uh, and that was that Indiana was State and the folks in Terre Haute. Right. Been very right. gracious about having me come over and do a handful of broadcasts for them this year, and they are really good. Um, they have taken two of their weekends set at Bradley already, so they are now 31-13 and 13 as Indiana State. Um, I have learned in doing a little more college baseball this year, there's about like nine different top 25s in college baseball. 
Indiana State's in the top 20 in a couple of them. There is an RPI in baseball as well. Indiana State's 10th. They are really Yikes. good. Uh, they had a win at Vanderbilt a couple of weeks ago when Vandy was number four in Saw the country. Saw that, yeah. But yep. the game I had on Tuesday was a 13-inning win that Indiana State had over Illinois. And in that game, Indiana State had a young man that uh, robbed a home run over the left field wall, Keegan Watson from New Pal. That was the number 10 play on SportsCenter that night. On the very next batter, they had a right fielder make a diving catch uh, in, <laughs> in the right center field power alley. They probably saved mm-hmm. a triple. Uh, they had uh, there's a couple of solo, there's three solo home runs in that game by Illinois. Game-winning home run by a player off the bench in the 13th. Uh, they also had a reliever throw in an immaculate inning. Do I need to explain Yikes. what that is to you? Go ahead. Nine pitches, nine strikes. Ball was not touched the entire inning. Nine pitches. And in fact, it's an inning game. Indiana oh. State pitchers in total had 23 strikeouts in that game. So as I have told oh people, my, Bob, oh my. there was a season's worth of stuff that happened in one game, and that was the game I happened to have for ESPN+. Plus. How, how about that? I mean, you, you, I mean, what you just rattled off is that's insane. Now, right. uh, <laughs> you talk about getting amped up while you're on the job. Uh, the immaculate inning. Uh, when I was a kid, I remember going out to Victory Field with the family and and watching him play, and they had a pitcher do that. I mean, it was just yep. you know I'm, I'm you know maybe twelve, thirteen years old, and just stunned. The guy just strike after strike after strike, and no one touches it. Um, it's kind of it's been an interesting year with the, your you indie guy hitting for the cycle and pitching a no hitter. Now you got an immaculate inning. There's a lot of a lot of great baseball out there at, at the college level, especially in our state. Yes, it has been. And again, Indiana's you know maybe not what they were maybe ten years ago, but they've had a, a solid year uh, in, in terms of, of of the Big Ten. And for to give everybody kind of an idea as to where we are in the college baseball calendar at the division one level, you've got two more weekends left to go. Mm-hmm. Everybody plays their conference tournament Memorial day weekend because the field of 64 is set on Memorial day. So, you know, you might have kind of one more non-conference game left to play. I think for Indiana state, that's going to come the last week of the year. They're going to go play at Missouri and they've already got an SEC win in Vanderbilt. They've got Big Ten wins against Indiana, Purdue. They swept Illinois. Um, they got swept by Michigan State and lost to Iowa early in the year. But, again, their strength of schedule and non-conference play has been ridiculous. In terms of, of getting back to Indiana State, their last weekend set of the season probably determines their, the number one seed in the league tournament of which Indiana State's going to host. It's already going to be at Bob mm-hmm. Field coming up that week before Memorial Day. But Indiana State went to the weekend two games clear of Missouri State, and the last three games are at Missouri State. If Indiana State continues the pace that they're on, there is a chance they are one of 16 regional sites for the NCAA tournament. That's how good Mitch Hanna's team Mm. is playing. Yeah. 
great to be a Hoosier now. Just remember that. All right. <laughs> you got about three minutes to talk about the draft now that the dust has settled. Sure. Um, I had Matt Taylor on earlier, and I asked him, you know, of the draftees, we're assuming that uh, obviously Anthony Richardson will make an impact. And I asked him who else uh, can make an impact early with this group. And he mentioned he thought, thought the, the top three draft picks were guys who could step in and, and find a spot and make an impact. I would I would flip the order a little bit. So obviously quarterbacks obviously be number one. Sure. Um, and yeah. and and this weekend was the underwear Olympics. You know you kind of get to know everybody. No, nobody hit right. anybody. Uh, you know you'll you'll throw a couple of nice passes. That's great. We're not going to learn anything really until late July, early August. But all indications that Anthony Richardson have been so far so good. Again, we are one thousandth of a percentage point into his career at this juncture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but he's 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 passing the eyeball test, he's saying all the right things, that's all well and good. Of those top three picks that were the immediate three needs, I will actually fast forward to Josh Downs at wide receiver as right. the guy that makes the next biggest impact. Just because again, I think really he could come in and be the slot receiver from day number one. Pittman's clearly your one. Pierce mm-hmm. is the guy that's the big play guy on the opposite side of him. Downs becomes the underneath guy uh, from North Carolina. McKenzie is kind of similar to that, but a veteran. Doolin's more of a big play type player and a special teams guy. I think there is, if not an every down roll, a most down roll for Josh Downs as, so- as soon as September the 10th. Uh, and so I would put him at second. Julius Brents, who is the second round pick, the young man from Warren Central, because, again, they're really young at cornerback, but they do have guys that have spent a year or two here, like Isaiah Rogers, Dallas Flowers, and then the veteran and Kenny Moore at the slot. I do think there's a little more kind of runway for growth for Brents, where I would, I would expect Richardson and Downs probably going to be guys that are going to be given an opportunity to win those jobs in training camp. Brents probably has to win his kind of as the season goes along. Thanks for sitting in for me next week. I appreciate you doing it. Greg Rakestraw, as always, the best at what he does. Have a great weekend, Greg. You take care of yourself, Coach. Thanks, buddy. I will. Thanks. Coming up, Eddie Garrison with the school board update. This is Indiana Sports Talk. And they're off to the fourth quarter and now officially underway in the fourth quarter from L.A. And it has been all Warriors in this one. It's, or excuse me, all Lakers, 87 to 68. Advantage Lakers, they're approaching 20 points. That would be the largest lead of the game for L.A. Remember, Golden State led this game 40 to 28. So it is a 60 to 28 run here for the L.A. Lakers. They have all three of their big-headed trio with 21 points even. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and D'Angelo Russell have scored 63 points combined. They have outscored the trio of Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson. Curry with 23, Wiggins with 16, and Thompson with 15. The major discrepancy in this one has come from the free-throw line. Advantage Lakers by 20. And that's currently what the deficit is right now for the Golden State Warriors. They've outshot the Lakers have the Warriors from the free throw line. 26 makes to 6 in 35 attempts for L.A. compared to 8 for Golden State. Earlier this afternoon, it was Game 3 from Miami between the Heat and the New York Knicks. And the Heat took a two-game 
to one lead over the Knicks in the best of seven. 105 86 final score. Jimmy Butler made his return for Miami, scores 28 points in the win. Bam Adebayo with 17. Max Strews contributed with 19. And Kyle Lowry off the bench had 14. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back. Glad you're with us on Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Eddie Garrison, what's up with the Warriors and the and the Lakers? You're talking Lakers must be playing awfully well tonight. They are, and they're getting to the free throw line. They are just going. That'll work. They're playing bully ball. It's essentially all they're doing right now. They're just right. giving the ball to Anthony Davis and LeBron James. They're like, here, guys, uh, let's attack the rim. Uh, check. As I mentioned, they are now the advantage is now 22 makes. Uh, for the Lakers, they've made 28 free throws compared to six for Golden right. State, and they've gotten to the free throw line 29 times more. Uh, so mm. when you factor mm. that, the the free throw line itself in, and that's where the difference is right now as it's 24-point lead for the Lakers. Eddie, don't you know that basketball, that each team is supposed to have an equal number of fouls? Haven't you been to a game? Haven't you? You know that. Haven't you been to a game where everyone, uh, they, you know, that you've called 20 fouls on us and only five on them, even it up, all those kinds of things. Don't you know that? That's how that's supposed to work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Totally. <laughs> the Lakers have yeah. had been whistled for 14 fouls, but uh, and Golden State has been whistled for 22, but it looks like most of, from what I've been able to watch, of the fouls that Golden State has committed, it has been when they get inside, and they are shooting fouls more so than common fouls or personal fouls mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. that nature. Yeah, I think it's a pretty uh, interesting game plan. Uh, you know, throw it in, throw it into the post. Uh, Wiggins is it, it's they have matchup problems. I mean, the, the, the Warriors have matchup. I mentioned it earlier. You know, defensively, they're they're just not at the level they have been for some of these championships, um, and it's um, look, you know, LeBron is LeBron, uh, and it's um, it's a um, it's one of the reasons why we, we get so excited about the playoffs is just, just to see the the chess match between the between both coaches and see how the uh, they change and adjust and uh when will the will their next they're playing every other night right is that yep. the plan yep they're playing so they'll every be, other night. okay got it and so who am i watching tomorrow after after my chores are over so uh, depending who, on who when I, you do your chores if you do them in the well, early morning i'm, I'm going to try and knock them off early so so you if know, you do that we got, we got an afternoon game yeah we've got an afternoon and an evening game so at 3 30 uh you'll have the celtics and 76ers uh, and ooh. then at eight o'clock you have nugget suns ooh, ooh. Okay. I like that. I like the fact that um, I can always, and this yeah, this is an excuse I've used for 30 years, Eddie. Hey, I need to watch that game because I'm going to have to talk about it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's worked. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Not necessarily true all the time, but but it but in fact has worked. My Cardinals get a win tonight. Tell me some good news. Um, I cannot tell you good news on that front. Oh. <sighs> This is painful, Eddie. Painful. I what's going on? I don't know. They have lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight, and oh, eleven of their last ouch. twelve. Ouch. We call this a slump last time I checked. Yeah. Um Yeah, well, still harkens back to my uh, childhood as a 
as a Cardinal fan, and I, I mean, in my my family, we didn't go on vacations. Uh, number one, we didn't have a lot of money, and secondly, my brother and I were both playing baseball back then. You know, little league was different, right? We played through the summer. We didn't. It didn't finish in May, or excuse me, it didn't finish in April. We we played, and if you ask my brother or me, we're fine. We'll play all summer. That's fine with us. We'll keep playing in the fall if you want, because we love to play baseball. So for us, vacation was one day, a one day turnaround, drive from Plainfield to St. Louis watch the Cardinals, jump in the car and drive back home, and my dad would be at work at 7 o'clock the next morning. That was what we what we did that every summer. And uh, and uh, as the surviving member of the family, uh, I get emotional thinking about it, how much fun it was. And that, you know, that's my love affair with the cards. Yeah, Eddie, it's just uncharted for, waters. It is. It's hard. All right, Eddie. Short break. We'll come back, spend a little more time talking about ball on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. Glad you could join us on Indiana Sports Talk. It is brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, as you know from listening, uh, not just this year and these past few days, but uh, over the course of the 29 years that we've been on the air. uh, We're coming up on uh, my summer hiatus. The show will be on throughout uh, June and July. Um, I'll take those couple months off and then I'll be back in studio on the 4th of August as we start season number 30. Um, I'd say uh, it's quite an accomplishment. I don't think anyone would argue that it that it's not quite an accomplishment. It was an idea of Scott Eakers. Scott Eaker just uh, announcing his retirement at the University of Indianapolis. I had a chance to talk to him early in the week and um, reminisced a little bit about um, uh, the opportunity he presented to me that changed my life, and that would be to be the host of Indiana Sports Talk. And so well, August of 1994, with eight radio stations, we embarked on uh, <laughs> something we had, we had no idea we, what we were doing. Many would argue nothing's changed in 29 years. Um, but we got on the air thanks to eight great radio stations around the state, a number of which are still with us throughout this entire time. And I'm most appreciative of that. Uh, and it has, uh, our show has withstood um, those technological changes, cultural changes, on and on and on. And we're still doing what we did, literally doing what we did uh, 29 years ago. I uh, think the formula works. We continue to believe it works. And uh, we're looking forward to clearly not looking forward to, in my case, not looking forward to 29 more years. I don't think that's going to be possible. Um, but uh, looking forward to season 30 and, and beyond and and trying to have some fun. Nothing energizes you more than to get behind the microphone on a Friday and a Saturday night and talk about what kids did on the fields and on the courts around our state. That uh, is an uplifting opportunity, and I'm most appreciative of that. That said, I'm going to be off again, as I mentioned earlier, uh, next weekend. Greg Rakestraw will sit in for me on Friday night. Jimmy Cook from our flagship station, 93.5-1075 in Indianapolis, will sit in for me on uh, Saturday having a little bit of surgery on Thursday uh, to clean up a carotid artery. 
I'm having trouble with. And so um, should be back. Um, I anticipate being back the following weekend, which is one of my favorite weekends in the entire year as we get ready for the Indianapolis 500. So that's that's the game plan. Uh, and, um, you know, the, the track will be busy this week. We've got the uh, GMR next Saturday night, which we'll clearly talk about um, and get ready for the 500. So we got a lot going on. Top of the hour scoreboard update coming up with the man himself, the star of the show, Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. This is Indiana Sports Talk.